Hey, it's Bill Mosley, and you're listening to the fucking Swearwolves. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. <laughs> I'm Alan. It always gets you. Uh, it always gets you when I do it. Welcome to the Swearwolves Horror Podcast. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, we just got back from Son of Monster Palooza. We literally just drove up, oh, yeah. came inside, turned on the microphones, and started talking. That is true. Actually, that's not it's true. That's true. not true. But we it was did, a week ago. We were out in California a week ago today. Yes. Um, yep. Right about this time, yeah, is yep. when we were. We just landed, right? Or no, we probably got there right around. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what happened? <laughs> well, before we get to that, <laughs> so, so you guys flew. I drove. Yeah, I, li- I like driving. I prefer driving. I love the scenery. Yeah. Even though yeah. I know so Alan got there a little early. Yeah. I will. You know, what? I'll disclose a little bit. Mm. So we flew out there. So Brett and I flew out there, and we get on the ground. We get an uber we go to the hotel you know i'd already made a hotel reservation obviously booked the flight we get up to the front of the line with our tickets so mr you know, mr checklist everybody's got their phones out and i'm going through my phone i'm like oh yeah no problem my ticket um i, I will i will and my wife was there yes. with me so yep. me and my wife checked in obviously checked into the hotel and we checked in at the uh at line uh alan was already inside they scanned my copies of my tickets and i get up there and i'm like oh yeah i'm sorry let me just Mm. i can't find it let me go through and genius here uh somehow never actually bought a ticket to the show so he made his reservations sounds like something that happened before (laughs) at some but not with me (laughs) with alan a couple years ago well the only thing uh, yeah everybody adam and then we look and the line i intentionally didn't buy my the line to get tickets is wrapped around the building and is moving at a snail's pace so yep yeah the rest i'm gonna leave a little to imagination i got in We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but we had a good time at Santa Monster Palooza. Uh, unfortunately, Dario Argento, who was the head uh, liner, yeah, uh, up until a couple of days before mm. that, uh, had fallen ill, so he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, uh, it was hotter than hell in California. <laughs> now we come from Phoenix; it's hotter than hell here. Yeah, most was- of the time. Partly cloudy with a hundred percent chance of swamp ass. Yeah, and <laughs> we got that, but um, not me. <laughs> it, I was sweating. It like was a pretty pig. hot. Yeah. I grew and, up in Yuma. So. Yeah, that's it true. Was, <laughs> it was crowded. It was, it was crowded. crowded. It was crowded. There was a lot of people there. Um, who were but some think, of the big names? Yeah. Uh, Heather Langenkamp. Yep. Robert was, Patrick. Robert Patrick was there. Uh, we had met him at uh, Mad Monster. David mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I. Yep. Uh, met him. Uh, Rick about, Baker had a panel. Rick Baker had a panel. He wasn't signing. Uh, your boy from... Um, uh, John Bernthal from uh, Walking Dead and the Punisher. He was there. He had a pretty big line. A lot of people from Phantasm. Yeah. Pretty much anybody a Phantasm except for the reunion. tall guy because he's, he's passed deceased. away. But 
uh, anybody who was in a Phantasm movie was there. Was there yeah. pretty much? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Billy had, Zane. Yeah. Billy, Billy Zane, Zane had his armor on my wife for a. I'm an hour about a long period of time, and uh, you know what? There was Billy nothing. There's nothing you could do about is a it. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of a douche. I want not to put anybody on blast. But yeah, I, I thought I'll, you guys loved him up until that point. I guess. I let me just put it this way: you guys loved him. I can see why Billy Zane probably doesn't get a lot of acting gigs uh, anymore. Wow, he's a good actor. Don't get me wrong; he yeah. was awesome in Demon Knight. I'm yeah. glad he signed the autograph. He was very nice to my wife. Mm-hmm. I, he sure was, Brett. He was. I know. I know. I know. And I and she still is swooning over. Did it. he give you a look, or is like, there's nothing you can do about this? Eh, not really. No. He just fucking grabbed my phone and took the selfie. Yeah. But sometimes we talk to people about the podcast, and some people are like, "Oh, that's really awesome," and they seem genuinely interested. And other people are pretty dismissive. And yeah, and Billy, Billy falls into that category. Yeah, he's like, he's like, when's the last time you saw this uh, opus? of demon night because he was signing an eight by ten from even night demon night and i said well we do a podcast and then he was just like Meh, next yeah and i was like oh well See we ya. watched it like two months ago and we and, liked it and when he didn't care it. he didn't give a shit he <laughs> was moving on to the next thing yeah he was moving on to putting his armor on my wife for five minutes yeah. and uh talking about other things and then and then posing with fucking duck lips <laughs> his, his lips out like he's a fucking Kardashian, and it's like, look, dude. All right, you're Billy Zane. You're first of all, you're fucking fifty years old, and you go by Billy. Let's yeah. let's just all right. Surprise rating time. What do you give your meet and greet with Billy Zane? How many PV heads do you give? It? Uh, just because my wife really liked it, I'm gonna give it four. A four? Okay. Oh, yeah. you're because so sweet. I'm talking about for you. For me, I like two. A two? <laughs> and I just stood behind. I didn't even talk to him. I was just kind of... Yeah, like, you didn't get an I was autograph. Like, Hi. I well, I looked at the 8x10s. I really wanted like a picture of him punching through that dude's head or whatever in yeah. uh, uh, Demon Knight, and there, there, that didn't exist. So I was like, eh, I'm going to save the wall space. Yeah. And just kind of hang hang around. I hung it. it up yesterday, and as I was hanging it up, I'm like, Billy Zane, you are my fucking arch nemesis. Mm, that's between, what I said. That's between I, between yep. fucking Billy Zane and John Mayer, like, <laughs> my wife would leave me in like four seconds. Uh, flat. You just gotta start talking but, to your wife in uh, John Mayer voice. Yeah. But my wife, she, I was, I was teasing her about the Billy Zane thing the other day, and she goes, well, I'm not the one who's on Twitter with his heart all a flutter because Barbara, Barbara Crampton, Crampton <laughs> uh, commented oh. on something. And I was like, listen, that's different. That's Barbara Crampton. Dude, anytime Barbara responds to anything or likes it. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Swoon. Touche, yeah. Christina. She's wow. wonderful. Oh, she got you good. Oh, Barbara. She did. Wow. She did. But it is different. It's Barbara Crampton. Yep. <laughs> it's not Billy Zane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and Barbara Crampton's nice. Yep. There, uh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So there Billy Zane's a dick. Yeah, well, girls like dicks. <laughs> they like assholes. <laughs> they like dicks and assholes. Yeah. They like all body parts. Um, so we met him. Uh, Heather Langenkamp. Super sweet. Awesome. Yeah. She was, it was hot. Alan and I were uh, waiting in line for Heather Langenkamp for a long time. That wasn't too bad. It, it was. No, well, it was. A long no, time no, no. Once we got slow. in. Because I got, got John, in. I was in John Bernthal's line while, while you guys were doing that. And I got his autograph and came back and then joined you guys right before. That's Brett, right. If you remember, yeah. it was, we were outside and it was actually moving pretty well. And it got to a point where it slowed down. One some, guy. Some one. It's always the one guy who just talks their ear talks. Off. And then the other guy. And then we became those guys, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. We did yeah. become those guys. However. Because of the PA guy. But um, 
she had a like a personal fan yeah and she was like holding it so she, you know she would cool down cool. because it was hot and uh i told her i said oh it's so hot here and she put her fan on me and she's Aww. like here you go oh she was a sweetheart she was she was really nice she was lovely um and then uh yeah you met john bernthal he was nice yeah he was nice just yeah. really quick it was pretty quick but he was friendly and like shook hands a couple times and like you know well, that's the other thing. Billy Zane wouldn't shake hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Only he gave bumps. me the fist. And he's like, I suggest you do the same. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you. Don't touch anyone's hand. You're like, oh, like, fuck you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Heather Langenkamp's like hugging me. Yeah. I'm like. That's the difference. All sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be another fucking. Oh, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins moment. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, God, your back is really sweaty. <laughs> um, and then Bill Mosley. Yep, he's a he's always a cool guy to talk to. Bill was super he's just, cool. He's always like a regular dude. Yep, he is a and lot we, like Tom Atkins, just a regular. He's guy. very easy to talk to. And we see Bill Mosley at pretty much every one of these conventions. Yeah, and we see him outside of the yeah, convention. Yeah, we usually end up bumping into him outside the venue <laughs> yep. at some point. Um, but he was really cool uh, this time. I think the last time, see, I've gotten his autograph three times already. Last time we saw him was in Vegas. Yeah, and he was kind of. It was more like. Not not that he was curt or anything. I, I just didn't really have anything to say to him. Yeah. Yeah. I but just, this time was definitely the most like he's talked to yes. us. Like we yeah, we talked to him for well, several minutes. Several minutes. And uh it kind of leads us into this uh episode, but we'll come back to that in a second because um we ended up leaving Son of Monster Palooza. We had to go get something to eat. We had some of the best Mexican food. Oh, Alan, ever, was, right, Alan, Alan? Was, Alan was over the moon. Dude, I lo- no, let me tell you something. How <laughs> long did we wait in line for this Mexican Probably about food? an hour. It was over, yeah, a little over an hour probably. At but you know restaurant. what? It was worth it. And you it know what? Delicious. When I got home. What was the name of the restaurant? We Salsa should... and beer. Which is like, it seems in like. In Burbank. It seems like, no, no, it was North Hollywood. North Hollywood. North Hollywood. It seems like such an American name for a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. But it was, it was the opposite. Like the authenticity. The had food a good vibe. was great. Had a really good vibe. The menu was it had such rate, really good selections. I couldn't decide what to get, so I yeah. got like two plates. Yeah, the menu was great. Yeah, Alan got a fucking feast. Oh man, <laughs> I ate it on the way home too. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, just driving through the desert. Yeah. It was uh, really good. It was good food. We were also really hungry at that point. We were yeah. starving. Uh, not not saying that their food is bad, but we pretty much could have eaten a pile of shit. <laughs> um, but their food was really good, their so that was really a bonus. Good. So we got done with there, and then we um, we went to uh, Universal Studios to the Halloween Horror Nights, and we went to um, obviously the City Walk, yeah, and then um, the Universal Backlot, kind of where they have the rides and shit, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but part of the studio too. Part of the studio, uh, and we took advantage of being out in uh, Hollywood, yeah. and it was the first weekend it was open. Yeah, yeah, I think it had just opened the night before. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth, yep. it was open. Yeah, yeah we went, apparently it was very crowded. Yeah. Yeah, and it was pretty crowded Saturday. when we went too. Yep. Yeah, we went um, Saturday the fourteenth. Although I will say the first thing we did was the Walking Dead maze. Yep. Which was really cool. And it was quick. I thought it was great. I think that was my favorite. Really? Out of the ones that I saw, the four. It wasn't my favorite, but it was cool. It was yeah. really cool. So we headed down and now if you've ever been to Universal Studios in Hollywood, California, you have to go down about four sets of escalators. Mm-hmm. And uh so the the one that we did was up. Uh, the Walking Dead was up on top, and then we had to go yeah, downstairs. Yeah, and that lower levels where they have some rides and some sound stages and stuff. Yeah, and so we went down there, and we decided to do Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now the time said 15, the wait time 15, 15, minutes. 15 minutes. It was like 
three hours, two hours. <laughs> no, it, it was <laughs> like, like 45 minutes or an hour. It was, yeah, it was about it was an long. hour. Yeah, it was a long time. It was long. But uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I really dug that maze. That, that one fun. was great. You yep. know what? I really liked that one too. Maybe better than Walking Dead. That yeah. one was really good because it, when you first walked in, it was like walking into the tent. If uh, people are familiar with the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space, their spaceship lands and it looks like uh, the big top. I know, liked the guy like, yelling yeah. outside of the tent. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. It was really creepy. Um, but you go inside and it's like you're walking in the movie. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Oh, the one of the coolest things I thought about that one was with the clown and had to hand up the cop's ass. Yes. Like a, like a ventriloquist done. <laughs> yeah, it was an yeah. actor. It was an actor. Yeah. yeah. But the way it was done was fucking rad. I wanted to stand there and just watch. So they had jump scares, which were like uh, maybe like animatronic sometimes. But... Or most, an actor. But a lot of, of actors. Time, it was, a lot of it actors. Was actors. Yeah, and that was true for all the mazes or all the it was houses. Great. Yeah, it was yep. great. They call them mazes, yeah. but they're, none of them they're are haunted mazes. Houses. There's only one way in, one way out. Yeah. yeah. And you just walk. And you just follow yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but uh, after that, we did Creep Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That line was very long also. That yeah. line That and line was long. However, we got to watch the... Um, the Crypt TV. Crypt TV plan uh, on the shorts. Yeah. I love in all these, you were hiding behind Christina. <laughs> she called you out. I wasn't hiding behind her. <laughs> and you were saying like, oh, I'm trying to protect you. No. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Because in Walking Dead, I was the first one. But then in the subsequent ones, she was in the middle. I was behind her because of... In a lot I of them, know, I, was, I was first. Yeah, see, Alan and I were usually in the front. Yeah, so. yeah and I wasn't going to be in front of my wife. <laughs> I want to be behind her so I can <laughs> see what's happening. Yeah. If I'm in front of her... Then how do I know what's going on to her? Because you're because yeah. she's hiding behind you. You can you're shield her. You can shield her. But shit popped out at me that you guys didn't see. Yeah. Oh no, it would repeat. But that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, whatever. I wasn't <laughs> hiding. Speaking I, of, a, I actually this was like one of the we need first Christina times. on the show to no, tell she, her account. <laughs> no, she doesn't know what happened. This was, and I'm being completely honest because I will be honest about other things. There's been times that I've been in haunted houses and I've been scared shitless. Oh, sure, yeah. This was the first time, and not that these weren't scary, but this was the first time where I was chill. Now, we chill. were in California. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that are legal in California. <laughs> so maybe I was a little more chill mm-hmm. because of that. But I was pretty chill, um, not to mention I had a long day. Yeah. Oh, man. Up until that point, not, oh, not as long as yours. You had a long day, man. Oh, yeah. man. Um, and... I was I was really full from eating. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that was a oh, that was a big yeah. meal. Like Dude, I didn't have to eat after yeah after ever again. Ate, yeah. I was just like out of it. Yeah, I've been on the road for the day. I've been on the road since one thirty in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and that meal just like sealed the deal. But I guess my point <laughs> is is like I was walking through these and I was just enjoying it. And David, you can attest to this because Alan and Christina dropped out. Yeah, yeah I was and out. we went to the House of a Thousand Corpses maze. Yep, and. I was like waiting back and I was like, hey, look at this guy. Look at this guy. And we were just kind of like leisurely walking yeah, through that yeah. maze because, well, first of all, there wasn't a long line. It was the was least surprising. crowded. But, and yeah. it was it was probably my favorite one. House of a Thousand Corpses and Creepshow were my yeah, two Creep favorites. Yeah, Creepshow was cool. Except Creepshow had a really long line. And we were like, while we were outside in the queue, uh-huh. they had like an audio loop. That was pretty short, and we heard it about a thousand times. And it was like, guess where this comic's going? In the garbage. Where it belongs? In the garbage. And we must have heard that like <laughs> yep. 
20 um, that was oh no yeah 100 100 times times. you know if we if we want to rank lines that was my least favorite line (laughs) uh killer clowns was my least favorite that was my least favorite too because we got crop dusted we got crop dusted someone farted all over us (laughs) (laughs) not only did we get crop dusted but at least with creep show you could see where the line was going Uh, yeah you didn't know because remember killer clowns you didn't know we kept going around corners and we're like are we gonna loop back hey you guys the, ever? The answer is yes. <laughs> do you guys ever smell a fart so rank you just fucking laugh? <laughs> That's like, well, kind of the Killer Clowns one was kind of like it that. was just like holy. Fuck. It was a fucking was, pie to the face made of shit. It was shit. so bad I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, oh my god, somebody, it was bad. Somebody and, got us, and there were good. about thirty people, like a, a like a big group of us all, and it hit us all at the same time. Like everybody's like, whoa, oh, yeah, and it wasn't me. It, it was, was just yeah. like a. Wall. I think it was Christina. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty rank. Uh, I find it interesting that all three of us smelled like you, me, and Chris. You, I, Brett, hit, me, and Christina smelled the same. It hit me it last, and then it hit Dave last. <laughs> yeah, so you, I'm so like, you got mm. to watch my reaction. Yeah, we were all like, mm. what? "Yeah, <laughs> was it me?" Oh, he reacted. Yeah. He reacted. He reacted. Um, I would have claimed it. Yeah, I would have claimed that too. That was a bad that was motherfucker. A fucking masterwork. That was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> the other thing about Creep Show, Creep Show had a stench to it too in that one room. It oh like, yeah, there's like a I bathroom. Was supposed to? Yeah, I think it was supposed to because we yeah, were in the yeah, bathroom. It smelled like yeah. shit, but it smelled like it was, shit. It, it was, was crazy. Um, Creep so, Show was really good. So that was fun. I wish you would have done the House of a Thousand Corpses one. I know. I was. I know was, you retired. It was, was cool because it kind of followed the plot of the movie. Almost exactly. Yeah, it nice. was awesome and uh, really good. They used the masks from. Are they at Captain Spaulding's? A mm-hmm. lot of Captain Spaulding's. They use the masks from the Trick or Treat Studios. Ah, yep. Um, yeah, everybody was in it. Like uh, all the Doctor Satan, yeah, and Otis, and Otis, and, and Baby, Baby, and Captain Spaulding. So that's gonna lead to this episode. Yeah. So we met Bill Mosley. Super cool. We went to House of a Thousand Corpses, and now we're gonna review the Rob Zombie trilogy. I don't know what you want to call them. The the Firefly Trilogy? <laughs> Firefly Trilogy, I think it is. Right? Yeah. yeah. We'll call it that. If it sure. hasn't been dubbed that, we're dubbing it. <laughs> Hashtag Firefly Trilogy, copyright, <laughs> Swearwolves, <laughs> 2019. So House of a Thousand Corpses came out in 2002. 2003, but 2003. it was shot in like 99 or 2000. Yeah, he had a pretty rough time with this flick uh, from what I hear. Now, uh, if you want to, uh, I don't mean to promote other people's podcasts, but I will. Um, not that he needs it. Joe Rogan, who's got like the top <laughs> podcast of all time. If you haven't listened to it or if you're not a listener of his, uh, he just interviewed Rob Zombie uh, the other day. So look that, that one That was a up. good episode. It's a really good yeah. episode. And he talks about House of a Thousand Corpses and the production problems he had with Universal. Because he filmed it for Universal. Yeah. And then Universal kind of dicked him over after it. And then he thought it was funny is that he was recently back at universal yeah it's yeah. like they didn't want to release this movie and now like i have a maze at the park <laughs> yeah, yeah at their studios where children go through <laughs> where i filmed this movie yeah um so house of a thousand corpses rob zombie uh obviously more famous well used to be more famous as a musician lead singer of white zombie mm-hmm. and then just the solo artist rob yeah. zombie with his band um, you know, you're, 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 you've seen him a few I've times. I've seen him several times. I actually met him after one of his shows and he was a very cool guy. And I think we're all fans yeah, of his yeah. music. Like yeah. he makes really good music, but one thing that he was always known for in his music was always the clips, the sampling that mm-hmm. he would do from horror movies. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. he, um, he's a big fan of horror movies and television. I mean, yeah, that's very, and he directed all the music well videos for white zombie too. So it wasn't a big stretch when he got into filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. And he would do, you know, 
really good visuals. And yeah. and I think I was telling David this the other night. I didn't want to get into it too much because I knew we were going to be doing this episode. But yeah. um, I will say David and I saw Three from Hell together and then Alan went uh, a separate night because uh, he couldn't make it the same night that we were going. We went and saw Three from Hell and I said, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses. So I watched House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell in one day. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses was like a music video. Yeah, all of his movies have some kind of element where they're like a music but video. But that one specifically, there's yeah. a lot of quick cuts, right. and then it cuts back to that like VHS-style right. yeah, tape. Yeah, yeah and, look. and that's clear because, you know, like Dave said, he was a music video director, mm-hmm. so that was what And his, a musician. Yeah, yeah, that's what was his wheelhouse. His element, yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and, and the thing about this movie, and, and we'll go through kind of real quick the the plot synopsis but it's really quite a short film they had to add stuff in and i think what weren't you telling me about that yeah because the movie clocks in about an hour and a half but um 88 minutes yeah but if you take all those little vignettes out like yeah it's a significantly shorter movie Yeah. yeah and i think they added a lot of that stuff afterwards yeah and i would even say maybe some of the captain spaulding stuff Right. Might have been added afterwards. Um, so let's go through this movie real quick. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, we open up with Captain Spaulding. He's got his like gas station slash chicken. Uh, <laughs> he sells fried chicken. Yeah. Fried Captain, chicken and gasoline. Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. Yep. And, and then, yeah. In Rugsville, Texas. And uh, we get introduced to Captain Spaulding, and he's talking to some other putts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's talking about sticking a pencil up his uh, dick. A pencil in somebody's eyeball and yeah. a, a Dr. Zayas doll up somebody's butt. Yeah. That scene, I will say, like the the opening shot, like after you have the little fake commercial from Captain Spaulding and the Dr. Wolfenstein thing, like the main shot of like his gas station looks amazing. Like yeah. all the neon lights and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the lighting throughout the I would love to go good. to that gas station. And, yeah. and something and yeah, speaking of the gas station, something about this location, it's not it's nothing too far fetched because these locations, places like this like roadside attractions. Road tri- yeah, roadside attractions, especially in the sixties and seventies and even going into the eighties, it was a big thing. Well, when Route sixty six was a was a yeah. thing. Yeah. Like all that shit would be like, yeah. you know, see the world's biggest ball of twine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of them do still exist. Have you been to the thing? The thing? In Dragoon? Yeah. I haven't, but I've driven past the sign yeah. a bunch of times. I mean, that yeah. is this. There's, Except uh, for it's more, it, it is, it's more populated yeah. than yeah. what this seems like it I, is. I drove uh, in January, I drove from uh, Phoenix to Eagle, Idaho uh, with a buddy of ours, Kent. Yeah. And uh, we drove straight through Nevada, all the way up through the state. And uh, we we saw a place. It's a gorgeous state. And we saw a place called the Little Ailey Inn. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that was really cool to see. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, outside of Area 51. Yeah. So some places still exist, but you also find ones that don't. But a lot of the stuff was left behind. Yeah. Yeah. And I like stopping at those places. Yeah. My my wife and I, when we were just dating. Yeah. Um. Like within the first month or two, I was like, "Do you want to play hooky from work?" Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah," and I we drove down to see the the thing. thing? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! We both played hooky from work. Yeah. We took a a day trip, yeah. and drove down to see the thing. And I took pictures of it and posted it online and everything. But I didn't post what the thing was because yeah. I was like, "If you want to yeah. see it, you got to go down go. there. It costs one dollar." Yeah. <laughs> I think we're the that's only awesome. country in the world or the only place in the world that has these kind of attractions. So what attracts a lot of these places are like people from other countries too. I would suggest that if people are interested in that, they check out a weird 
uh, well, for there's weird different states. So there's weird New Jersey yeah, was yeah. an original website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a book that I have called Weird Arizona. And it has like all these weird kind of sideshow yeah. attractions that you can go mm-hmm. to. The thing is one of them. Uh, even the Flintstones theme park up, yeah. uh, in northern Arizona. Right. That I think is closing down. Um, a lot of them are highway states. <clears throat> yeah. Where yeah. the majority of the state is made up of highways, unlike the northeast and, you know, back east. Yep. So anyway, that's what Captain Spaulding says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's just sitting there talking to some buddies and uh, yeah. his friend. And uh, his friend goes to take a shit. And then like these two uh, like robbers robbers come in. Oh, yeah. And Captain Spaulding is played by the wonderful Sid Haig, yep. by the way. And uh, he had recently uh, become ill, yeah. but he's doing better. Yeah, glad to hear he's doing better. Yeah. And Bill Mosley confirmed that he was doing better because uh, we talked to him about it. But um, he... Uh, he does wonderful as Captain Spaulding. And, yeah, he, and we've mentioned probably in previous episodes, we've met Sid Higgs several times. Yep. Super cool guy. He's he's older now. He's yeah. not as spry as he was in 2000. He's not as boisterous, but like he's still, he's still, with he's still it. a good dude. Yeah. Uh, but in 2000, when, when this was being filmed, he was a shit talker and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does so good. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't even describe how good he is. He's he steals the show in this in this one for sure, and he doesn't have a whole lot of screen time either. Like he's, yeah. he's yeah. not really a major character in this one until the sequel. Um, but that robbery scene is very cool, and like, um, like fuck your mama, fuck your mama, <laughs> fuck your sister. <laughs> um, and then uh, one of the robbers, I don't know if you guys watch Arrested Development, but uh, the the dumb guy is White Power Bill. From uh, I don't remember that he's, character. He's like one of the guys that's in prison with George Senior. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he's always stabbing people, and he's like, "White power." <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, he he turns up, the tables on him though, real yep, good. Yeah. Yep, and he ends up killing him. He kills and him. He's like, most of all, fuck you. you. And then I love it. Like he shoots him. And he's like, "God damn, motherfucker, got blood all over my best clown outfit. Yeah. <laughs> my best clown suit. My best clown suit." I love it. It's very southern. Very. Uh, you know, angry Southern yeah. man kind yeah. of. Yeah, and when you see that, that's your opening scene. That's a great yeah. opening scene. And, and then you're great. like, what the fuck and are we in for? right into the Rob Zombie House of a Thousand Corpses it's song. Oh, that's so awesome. It's, Come on in. it's very country, <laughs> like very country man. Yeah. So we're now introduced to the main four characters, our yeah. main four heroes of the film. And uh, keep in mind, this is 1978, I believe. Is 77. 77. October 30th. Uh, when this is taking place. And they, uh, these four are traveling the country and they're actually writing a book about roadside attractions. Right. Yep. And so they come across, uh, Captain Spaulding's and, uh, it's two girls and two guys. Rain Wilson. Yep. Uh, best known as Dwight from the office. Mm -hmm. I wonder when he'll start regretting that yet. (laughs) What? not. I don't know. Dwight was awesome. Yeah, he was awesome, but uh, it's all he's known for, it seems. Yeah, but I don't care. I'm sure he's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Chris Hardwick, best known for now being Chris Hardwick. Yeah, (laughs) from Talking Dead. Yeah. From uh, Singled Out MTV. Yeah, Yeah. that's all he was known for up until this point. Yeah. He was like, I'm Chris Hardwick from MTV Singled Out and Will Wheaton's ex-roommate. This was his release from MTV Singled Out. He's barely recognizable, at least to me in this movie. Like, he's got a long wig wig and he's wearing a beanie. He's a little chubbier. Yeah. And now he's fucking Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Who's married to uh, Lydia Hurst, who is like the great-granddaughter of William Randolph Hurst. Oh, Patty Hurst. Patty Hurst, yeah. So... 
<coughs> he's not doing too bad these days. No. Yeah. Plus, he's on Talking. Talking Dead. Talking mm. Bad, he used to do. Talking oh, yeah. with Chris Hardwick. Created the Nerdist. He's all right. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. He's like a nerd. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this group of kids, uh, they run across Captain Spaulding as yeah. they're filling up for gas. Captain Spaulding tells them the story of Dr. Satan, who's a local, yeah. like, uh, he's a fictional serial killer. Yeah. And he's got a uh, murder ride uh, at the gas station. Yeah, the kids go on that. They learn about Lizzie Borden and... Ed uh, Gein, Ed Gein, Albert Fish. Yeah, Albert Fish, Fish. And Dr. Satan. Yeah. yeah. And they come to find out that Dr. Satan's local. They ask Captain Spaulding, well, where is this place where Dr. Satan's yeah. supposed to be buried? The one, oh, guy's, that, the one guy's really tree. intrigued. Like, he's yeah. really intrigued. Well, there's a, they, uh, he, there's a hanging tree nearby, uh-huh. and apparently the legend says that Dr. Satan's body was stolen like, uh, and then never recovered. So like that. Captain Spaulding's like, you don't want to go there. And he's like, we do. So I'll draw you a map and give you some complimentary chicken. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Uh, again, Sid Haig steals Don't the show. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on <laughs> the way out. Nope. So he kicks them out. And they go, Dr. Satan, Dr. Dr. Satan. Well, the girls don't want to go. They're not real crazy about it. Well, the one girl just wants it's to the go. the one guy. And then the other guy's like, <sighs> like, all right. And, and the one girl, her dad, she lives in Texas. Yeah. Or her yeah. dad does. And so... She's wanting. That's where they're trying to get to mm-hmm. to spend the night. Yeah, and uh, and her dad is Private Ryan from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Like he's the, the old, the old man version yeah, of Matt not, Damon. He's not Matt Damon. No. Tell but, me, I'm a good man. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as they're driving to the hanging tree, they see a hitchhiker. Pick her up. Uh huh. Mock. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 and we get a cutaway uh, scene of like, um, there's some cheerleaders, some local cheerleaders that Lots are missing. Lots of cutaway scenes, and the uh, the newscaster in that cutaway is Bill, Bill Mosley. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bill, Bill Mosley was also Ed Gein, and he was also Doctor Wolfenstein. Yeah, uh, he's no, also Doctor uh, the, or he's also yeah Doctor Wolfenstein on the oh the beginning on the TV. No, that's a different guy. No, that's Bill Mosley. Is it? Bill Mosley's Doctor Wolfenstein. All right, look it up. I'm okay. <laughs> Cocksucker. Dr. Wolfenstein is a different person. No, it is not. Greg Gibbs. Oh, oh I always thought darn. it was I always thought it was Bill Mosley. See, I wasn't nope. sure, so I wasn't gonna challenge. <laughs> I left it challenge. alone. I left it Boom. alone. All right, challenge accepted. So they pick up Sherry Moon Zombie. She's gonna take him to the house. Or to the tree, I'm sorry. And uh somebody blows their tire out with a shotgun. Yeah, and I think they think that the tire just blew out. I don't think they knew that it was shot. They didn't. Yeah. Um, so they're like, fuck. They're super dumb. <laughs> yeah, they are super dumb. So Rain Wilson's like, Cherry Moon Zombie's like, Listen, don't worry about it. My brother has a tow truck. Let's just go to my house. Yeah, I'm right down the road. And Rain and it's raining outside. And Rain Wilson's like, I'll go with her. And meanwhile, Sherry Moon Zombie's flirting with Rain Wilson. Yeah. Who, by the way, Sherry Moon Zombie's a 10. Rain Wilson's like a three. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a four. So I'm. I'm also, mind you, his girlfriend's probably his girlfriend's also eight. way out of his league. <laughs> yeah, yes. an eight or a nine. So, yeah, both of these guys uh, are definitely uh, with girls that they oh, shouldn't yeah. be with. Yes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she goes. He goes to her house, and her house is creepy. The brother Rufus goes and tows the car, brings the other three back. Sherry Moon Zombie's trying to like fuck Rain Wilson, mm-hmm. but he's like, ooh, <laughs> he's a nerd. Um, so they're like, oh, Rufus is going to repair your tire. 
Yeah, it's going to be a but couple hours. We're though. going to have dinner. Yeah, yeah. So they eat dinner. And well, they, when they tell her, like, or they tell the kids, it's going to be a couple of hours. The one girl, Mary, is like, two hours. That's ridiculous. Like, they're fixing your car for free. Show some gratitude. Well, except for the fact that well, later all they, don't, they don't know this yet. But I just thought that Mary character is pretty sour. The whole oh yeah, movie. we meet the mom who's kind of played yeah. by Karen Black, yeah, Mother Firefly. She's she's kind of a creepazoid. Yep, it's like an old prostitute. Um, it's dinner time, and they all are forced to wear these masks because <laughs> it's Halloween Eve. Yeah, and they're wear- and they're eating like what mashed potatoes or something. I don't know what they're eating. And then we get introduced to uh, Tiny, who's the brother. Yeah. Who played by the late uh, Matt Matthew McGrory? Matthew McGrory. Uh, who, he was great. If you're a, f- a fan of Howard Stern, he was the original Bigfoot on Howard oh, Stern. Okay, part of the Whack Pack. He also has a pretty big part in the movie Big Fish. Big Fish. That's yeah, right. He's good in that movie. Um, I think he's also in Bubble Boy, but I, I could be wrong. I know Beetlejuice is, mm. but um, yes, uh, Matthew McGrory, who had like a pituitary gland issue and. He has the world record for the biggest foot. He's a big dude. And the longest toe. Interesting. <laughs> he wore a size 29, I think. Jesus. So by, so by this time, the friends wow. are like super uncomfortable. <laughs> I was just talking about Matthew McGorry's I, shoes, I, I know, I know. But <laughs> anyway, so they're yeah. eating dinner. Yeah, yeah. And then Grandpa comes down, and Grandpa is quite the character. But then they're like... Um, and we're getting snippets like while this is happening that the family is definitely messed up. Like, yeah, this is where they're all get, messed like, up. There's like a cutaway of uh, baby like messing with some of the cheerleaders and they're dead. And so we know that little, uh, they're uh, the ones who kidnapped the Ramones. Cheerleaders. Now yeah, I yeah. want to sniff some glue. Yep. And you got Otis, who's Bill Mosley. He's fucking with some of the cheerleaders, giving them a speech about something. Otis comes down and graces everybody with his presence. And uh, he tells him about Dr. Satan and he tells him that the boogeyman is real or whatever he says. Well, I think at that point he's telling him like it's all bullshit. Maybe. Later on he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's real. Maybe that, yeah. And then it's showtime. Mm-hmm. And they put on a show and Baby uh, lip syncs to uh, I Want to Be Loved by You. Yep. Yeah. By Betty Boop, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Grandpa tells some uh, jokes. Helen King. Dude, that was the best part of the grandpa's, movie for me. Grandpa's uh, <laughs> Sam grandpa. Kinison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part made me laugh. Yeah. And then uh, Baby starts doing her I Want to Be Loved by You, and she starts flirting with uh, Rain Wilson a little too much. Yeah, and the girlfriend really overreacts. She does. Big time. But she's had enough, and she starts saying, you want to fucking go? And Baby's like, I'm going to fucking cut you. She gets physical. She She pulls a knife out. She pulls a fucking switchblade on her. And then the mom's like, listen, you guys just get the fuck out of here. So they get in their car, and they drive away. Or so we think. Well, they start driving away, and Rain Wilson comes to a gate, and he's like, I got to go open up the gate. Yep. And as he gets out, then we see the scarecrows that are on the side of the road. Yep. Yep. They come to life. These people. And it's uh, Otis and Rufus. Or Otis and, and Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. And uh, they get down and they proceed to clock everybody upside the head and kidnap everybody. Yep. Such an elaborate plan. It is. Yeah. And they beat the shit out of the car. Yeah, they go full Michael Jackson, black or white video on yep, the car. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the movie at its core is about. These kids, I mean, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Let's just call it a spade with spade. Yeah. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but done in a different manner. Lots of, wink, uh, lots of winks and nods to other movies, too. Because like, I think the next, very next scene, it even says October 31st. Yeah. So and, then it's not a, and then a delay, Halloween. like Just yeah. like they do in Halloween. So yeah. would you say it's a ripoff of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I would say it was inspired by. Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay. Cool. Inspired by. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if it was a ripoff. 
I just say it's inspired by. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, at that point, uh, <laughs> Private Ryan um, reports his daughter missing to yeah. like the local PD. He's concerned because they they never showed up, and so uh, they they go to investigate and they find the car. Yeah. When she had called him, I think, and said that I was outside, like that she was outside of Captain Spaulding. So yeah. he had at least a little bit of a trail of where she might be. Yeah. So the cops go to Captain Spaulding's, and we get another good uh, uh, Sid Hag moment when yeah. he's talking to the pigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe his shirt even said just, like pigs is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So the first time I ever met Sid Haig, um, you guys, it's, you know, it's right around the corner, but I got a poster. I got an 11 by 17 house of a thousand corpses poster signed by Bill Mosley and Sid Haig. And Sid Haig, when he signed it, he's like, what do you want me to, how do you want me to sign it? And I actually had him write pigs is beautiful. <laughs> that's what his, that's, that's what his uh, inscription says. Um, so he, he gives another good, good scene there. Uh, the cops end up going to the firefly house. And there's a really cool scene. They meet up with the dad. The dad's with them, yeah. And they go, yeah. and there's a really cool scene um, that happens in slow motion. And you got this oh great, like, old, like, <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> it's this great song playing, and it's all in slow motion. And Mother yeah. Firefly blows the one dude's fucking head Wydell. off. Sheriff Wydell's head yeah. off. The, while the, Otis comes out. And, and the deputy, they go. They Wal- go oh, it's Walton to the Goggins. Other. Yeah. 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 And he uh they find the bodies. Yeah. And then Otis comes out and he kills the dad. And then the other The dad falls right into a puddle of mud. Like, what are the odds? Like, oh (laughs) that sucks, dude. You're dead and right in mud. And you're gonna drop. All over your all over your jacket. Yeah. (laughs) All over your members only jacket. And then the deputy like kneels down and you get this long pan up. The song ends. It's silent. Yeah. And it pans up. And it's like birds chirping and everything. And he shoots him. It's like five or it's ten a, seconds. It's, it's long. Yeah. And then... I remember yeah. seeing that in the theater, and it was so long that like people in the audience kind of started to laugh a little bit. Like, yeah. just, like nervous, nervous. laughs. Like, oh, God. Like, Ugh, yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah. And then, yeah, I saw, bang. It the, I saw it in the theater also. And I remember... I remember that scene the most out of all yeah. the scenes yeah. in the movie. Um, But yeah, one by one, uh, the kids... I mean... Rain Wilson gets it first. He gets turned into Fish Boy. Fish Boy. Fish Boy. Which uh, Bill Mosley just taxidermies his ass. Because Bill Mosley's kind of an artist of sorts. Yeah. And then Bill Mosley. Very avant-garde. Otis, played by Bill Mosley. Otis uh, likes also cutting faces off of people. Yeah. Um, So he cuts the face and chest off of the dad. Yep. Yeah. And he puts that on. And the three, the, the one guy and the two girls are still left alive. And he comes down. Uh, giving some kind of speech. I'm the man who comes in the night. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> and he gives that fucking speech, and he's uh-huh. wearing the dad's face yeah. and chest. And the girl's like, Dad? Like, she doesn't know what's she didn't going know that on. She first, yeah. And uh, there's another cool scene, though. <laughs> One of the girls is tied up in the basement with Tiny. And and Tiny comes down eating his Agatha, Agatha Crispies. Crispies. Yeah. And he's just eating and he's just eating his food. His and then she's like Halloween costume. She's like Yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh, we untie me. And uh so he just unties her. He's like, whatever. And he's like, like, go ahead thanks. and go. And so she's like, All right, well, I'm just gonna leave. And he's like, All right. And he waves hey, to her. Bye-bye. And he's just eating his cereal. And then like Otis comes and he takes her and throws her in a cage. And he looks at Tiny and Tiny just shrugs. He's all meh. It's very <laughs> it's very comedic because Tiny knows she's not gonna get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he did it. Yeah. And even when she's tied to the bed, she kind of looks like one of the twins from The Shining. Yeah. Mixed with like a little bit yeah. of Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, like the it's, funky makeup. Oh, she's got makeup on. Yeah. It's yeah, really, yeah. 
it's really tiny just messing with his siblings. Yeah. Because Otis is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, on, man. And what's Otis going to do to Tiny? <laughs> tiny will kill him. Yeah. Right? Because Tiny's fucking huge. Yeah. And strong as shit. It's very comedic. So, um, so yeah. And, and she realizes that Otis has got her dad's skin on and she's like freaking out. They take all the kids out to the middle of nowhere. And uh, this is when Otis basically tells them, you want to meet the devil? I'm going to yeah. show you the yeah, devil. The boogeyman is real and you found him. Yep. And so he shoves two of them in a coffin. One of them gets away. Run, rabbit, run. Mm-hmm. Run, and rabbit. Baby uh, Sherry Moon Zombie's like, I'll chase after her. So she finds her. She stabs her and kills her. Yep. The two go down into this coffin. Chris Hardwick and this other girl go down in, in a coffin down below. And they get out. And there's like. No, they're trapped in it. They don't get out. Well. They get broken out because because there's creatures, there's like zombies. These, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. This is the part so of the movie they break the they break the coffin open. I because took it that these people inside. were um, people, previous victims. Yes, that uh, they had sent down to Doctor Satan to do experiments on. Mm. Yeah, so that kind of foreshadowed. Well, doesn't foreshadow. David just said it. Doctor <laughs> Satan's down there. <laughs> He's down there doing experiments. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they take. Uh, they take Chris Hardwick away and she's left by herself and she goes running around. She meets up with two like old guys who are in bunny costumes like she is Mm -hmm. and they steal her clothes off of her. And then she comes across Chris Hardwick and he's getting his brain operated on by Dr. Satan. who has got a real wacky costume and Dr. Satan's like got this contraption that's like controlling his arms almost. And he's all like a weird oxygen mask it's thing. pretty dope it's, and then like one awesome. of his minions come out and he's got like this oxygen mask with like these red eyes yeah and he's uh chasing after the girl and the girl's like fuck yeah, and she's an running she ends up dodging this guy slip sliding away and uh something falls on this guy um yeah he misses very poorly with the axe uh, and, like, and collapses it chops it down. onto yep. himself and yeah and she finds a way out so she starts climbing up through all the skulls and rubble and everything and she climbs up out and it's daylight. Yeah. Yep. And she goes to the street and she's like, stop, stop to the first car. And just so happens to be Captain Spaulding. How convenient. And he's, and he's got a sweet 59 Cadillac uh, <laughs> Series 62 convertible. And she just gets in and he's like, oh, we'll take you to the hospital. We'll take you to the hospital. And he's like, sweet baby Jesus. What the fuck <laughs> the happened fuck to you, you, girl? And he starts driving away. And then out from the back pops Otis. Yeah. And credits. Yeah. Yep. When she wakes up in Dr. Satan's lair. Oh, yeah. She and, wakes up in Dr. Then, Satan's lair. Sorry. And the end. <laughs> and then the end credits. Yeah, that's real, real uplifting uh, ending. Yeah. Um, so do we want to rate it or do we want to just move on to Devil's Rejects and then come back and rate it? Let's all? rate it real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy this one. Uh, I I can't remember if I'd seen it in theaters or if I saw it at home right when it came out. Uh, but when the first time I saw it, I thought it was pretty good. And the second time I saw it, like all these years later, I'm like, wow, this one's really good. Um, I think he came along at the right time. Rob Zombie did for, uh, making a movie because he did it at a time when there wasn't really anything other than like scream leftovers from the scream franchise. And Mm -hmm. then like everything that came from scream. Yep. And it was kind of like getting stale already. So he came along with something, uh, very original. Something. Yeah. Original, his style, (laughs) unique. Um, but obviously he borrowed from a story, uh, you know, he borrowed elements from a lot of things that he enjoys and that's fine. It's inspiration. I don't have a problem with that, but he put his touch on it and that's all that matters. Yep. So, uh, with that said, great visuals, 
Uh, story was pretty decent. There wasn't much to it. Uh, there weren't really any heroes. They ended up getting killed. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of a downer, but it was a fun downer, if that makes sense. It yep. was a, it was a lot of total fun. sense. It was, a, it was really fun to watch. Uh, the effects were decent. Music was great. I, I give it a three. It's solid. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I struggle. This one's interesting because I saw it in the theater when it came out. I actually saw it before it was released um, with a friend that managed the movie theater and uh, really liked it at the time. And then when it came out on uh, DVD originally, I bought it. Um, just sidebar, the DVD, like it's not on the Blu- on awesome. the Blu-ray version, but the DVD version has a great interactive menu where if you just let it sit there, like Captain Spaulding comes out and he'll taunt you. And he'd be like, you better pick a fucking option or I'm going to stick my boot up your ass. <laughs> and then uh, when you finally do, he's like, well, it's about fucking about time. About fucking time. <laughs> and even like when it first starts out, like he walks out and he goes, well, shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, the, the D, I have the DVD also. Oh, it's awesome. And uh, I was watching it on that and I, I let it play just a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do the same. But um, I don't think it's on the Blu-ray version. But uh Anyway, um, then when it came out, I bought it. I didn't like it as much. And this movie, over the years, I've kind of had a sour opinion on it. I haven't really been into it. But the other night when I watched it for the first time, kind of through a new lens, um, I actually found myself really enjoying it. And I used to have a big problem with the final act of the movie. And that actually didn't bother me at all. (laughs) I I enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, Alan, you touched on it. The thing about this movie that I do not like is... Of the the quote-unquote heroes, the protagonists, none of them are likable. So you're not rooting for anybody. Like Yeah, you're not rooting for anybody. The, exactly. the men are both kind of goofballs. Yeah. Um, and then the women are both pretty... Like, the one is extremely unlikable. And then the one that plays the, uh, the uh, Private Ryan's daughter yeah. isn't really given much to work with. Mm-hmm. So... I, I didn't rank it any higher because I had nobody to invest in. Yeah. But that said, the visuals are incredible. I love all the color in the movie. Yeah. Um, you can just tell this was made by somebody who really loves horror movies. I think Bill Mosley is fantastic. The three leads, uh, well, particularly Bill Mosley and Sid Haig. Yeah. Um, I find Sherry Moon Zombie's a bit, Baby a little bit annoying. I hated the Chinese, Japanese. Oh, that's in the next one, right? No, Dirty that's, knees. That's, yeah, that's in, that's, that's in the next one. That's in Devil's Rejects. Yep. Well, she's, she's fucking obnoxious. A little bit. But, well, yeah. yeah. But she I, I want to talk wait, about that. Her evolution. I do uh, want to talk about we'll that, that at the end. We'll yeah. get to that. We'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah. So let's pause on the baby conversation until the very end. So um, I'm on this one. So, Alan, you gave it what? Three? three? I gave it a three. I was a three as well. Three, yeah. Okay. I like this movie a lot. I liked it ever since I saw it in the theaters. Um I think uh, Rob Zombie is a fantastic director. Um, I think his visuals... Now, his movies aren't always great. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the one? Lords of Salem? That movie sucked. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> visually, it was very pleasant. Yeah. Um, I, uh, but I think House of a Thousand Corpses, as David said, is, is made by someone who you can go, this person put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this first film. And you know he may have taken some inspiration or ripped off a little bit from other other sources um but he did make it his own and like i said it's like a big music video i love this movie and i think the hero of the movie is are the anti-heroes yes Ah. i think otis is the hero and i think captain spaulding is the hero those are the people that you're Mm. rooting for they're not traditional heroes no they're not they're not the good guys you're rooting for the bad guys i feel like that just gets amplified in the next one and it does get amplified in the next one and i think um even when I was watching the movie, I I was rooting for Otis. I wanted to see more of Bill Mosley. I wanted to see more of Captain yeah. Spaulding. Yeah, yeah. And that's why those people did go on to the subsequent movies. And that's why those two are the ones who are at these conventions. Yep. Right? 
you, you don't see fucking well Matthew McGorry's dead, but you don't see Rufus or whatever. Um, or well, they were sub characters. They, they were. They weren't major but characters. The best actors in the movie um, played the best characters yeah. in the movie. And I do and, like that um, Sid Haig isn't revealed to be a full on bad guy until the very end. Like yeah. he's almost like an anti hero kind well, of. Well, and first. even even it's a great way to end it. Even at the movie. end, you're like, well. Did did Otis just sneak into yeah, the car? Yeah, did he even know he was bad? Is there? Captain Spaulding really a bad guy? Like we when, don't find out for sure yeah, until Devil's Rejects. That's a good point. When I first watched it, I knew Sid Haig was a bad guy. I did. I came to that conclusion. It's like, yeah. yeah, he's in on it. Yeah. Because why the fuck would he drive by so conveniently while she escaped? Like, <laughs> True he, enough. He I mean, he lived it. in the area, but regardless, it that doesn't matter to me. I gave it three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm gonna give it. Uh, I really like this movie. Um, I will always tell people to watch this film. It's a three point one seven. Yeah, fun movie. Um, moving on. I almost went three and a half. I was, <laughs> I was right there. Yeah. Um, moving on. Let's talk about Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects pretty much picks up about six months later um, than House of a Thousand Corpses. I believe it takes place in May of seventy eight. Not sure. I, I, they say it somewhere in there, but it's about six to eight months after the events of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Synopsis of this movie. Uh, okay, let's just backtrack real quick. House of a Thousand Corpses was more of a horror movie. Would you guys say yes? Most definitely. Yeah, for the most part. Devil's Rejects is not a horror movie. Yeah. Devil's Rejects is a... Alan, you're better at classifying this. Devil's Rejects. It's like a 70s. It's like a gritty kind of crime drama. Right. It's mixed with like a road trip movie. Yeah, I mean, it's... Like it's, a grindhouse film? Yeah. No. It, it's got some grindhouse elements. It does, but it's... I mean, grindhouse is a is an era of films. Grindhouse refers to the type of theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not this, a genre, but no, it's the yeah. type of movie that but, yeah, you it's, see in it's, it's become a genre, it's, though. Yeah. Okay, House of Thousand Corpses is a little more stylized. Devil's Rejects is a little more gritty. Oh, a lot more. And it's more of a... The best way to put it, it's a little more centered on the actual crime aspect of horror. And there's That's not the like best a, way I can and put And there's it. not a supernatural element to this one. There's not a horror element. It's like these guys are on it's, the run. It's on the run. Yeah, it, it's on the Action, run. Action, adventure. I, I wouldn't even call it not an adventure. Even yeah, it's... It's, you know, they're, they're killers. They're killers on the run. Yeah, so like a Bonnie and Clyde. Or natural born killers. Natural like, born yeah. killers. Yeah, but very gruesome and yes. very yes. So that's what it is. The house gets raided. Um, Sheriff Wydell's brother, yep. played by Willem, um, William William Forsyth, 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 who actually looks a lot like the, the, <laughs> Sheriff Wydell. The they did very well. The they did one. very well. That cast. was, that was yeah. good casting. Uh, he he is on a revenge tour, mm-hmm. and he wants to kill the people that killed his uh, brother. Yeah. And yeah, he's a little bit sore about what happened to little little brother, yeah, his big, big brother, brother, big brother. Um, so they raid the Firefly house. Fuck! Fuck! Shit! Fuck! <laughs> fuck! Shit! There are so many fucks in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> How many fucks did we say the other day? Oh, I don't remember, but it, it's a lot. It had the record. Yeah, Brett and I looked this up. Yeah, <laughs> well, we were waiting in line for Three from Hell. Yeah. We were talking about it. It was like 228 or something yeah. like that, or maybe 600. I Zero don't know. fucks given does not apply to this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great opening montage because you got you got the the uh, sh- the shootout happening at the house, and uh, I think it's uh, who's the brother no. Rufus? Uh, Rufus. Uh, Rufus 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 gets killed. Yeah, yeah. Mother, uh, the mom gets caught. Tiny and is d- off in the woods, like dragging a body, and he sees all the he cops pulling it. up, and he just kind of hangs out yeah. there. Yeah, 
Um, Otis. Otis and Baby escape. And Baby escape. The mom goes yeah. back to take care of Rufus. Yeah, and, and she, she gets, gets captured. Yeah. Yeah. And then Otis and Baby play a trick on a driver. Uh, they steal a car and they escape. Yep. yep. And they call Captain Spaulding. Yeah. Because uh, Wydell, Wydell's brother, Wydell, um, he finds a scrapbook and we see confirmation that Captain Spaulding's, Spaulding's been a bad in guy. It. Right. And our introduction to Captain Spaulding in this if movie- If it wasn't already obvious. Is yeah. fantastic. So it opens with, like, our introduction to him is he's having sex- <laughs> with, a, with a woman, uh, and you see who his, in real life is a porn star, and you see his balls. You like, do. I, I noticed saw, that too. I saw Sid Higgs nut sack. Yep. Um, but then he wakes up, or she like pulls a gun on him, and right as she blows his brains out, like he wakes up. It was a nightmare, and he rolls over, and there's a pretty unattractive woman in bed with him, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, did you have a nightmare?" And he was like, "Eh, 50-50 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he's fucking this chick, and then uh, and then yeah. he's not. Yeah, and then he's not, and then he wakes, and he's got the these fucking poop stained undies uh, and they're not tidy whities because they're not tight at all yeah <laughs> they're loosey gooseys yeah, baggy <laughs> shit stained underwear yep. fucking fruit of the loom yep and uh yeah this but he gets <laughs> he gets a phone call he gets a phone call from baby he yeah. gets a phone call from well oh first he's watching his new commercial oh yeah on he's TV all with his lover yeah and he's got like a stuffed monkey or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it gets interrupted by the fact that the Firefly house got raided. And then he gets a phone call from Baby who says, uh, she calls him Daddy. That's her dad. Yep. We find out her father is uh, Captain, Captain Spaulding. Right. And she's like, Daddy, you got to get out there. Let's meet at the rendezvous. And uh, he's like, because they had an out yeah. this entire time. Because even in the house, they had an escape route yeah. that they had hidden underground. The other funny thing about when they <laughs> escape... Um, when baby and Otis escape is like they're running through the basement and there's all these women trapped in yeah. cages yeah. that are like reaching their hands out. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting yeah. like secondary story. It's to also find a out completely different house. Like they, they well, changed, well yeah. different studio too, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. But uh, regardless, <laughs> uh, so Captain Spaulding's like getting ready to go. He's like putting all of his clothes on. He's still got his fucking clown makeup on because he was getting ready for work. And his unattractive life partner is like, where are you going, baby? Where? No, she says, where are we going? He goes, we ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> he like basically tells her to fuck off. He's such yeah. a dick to her. <laughs> He's, yeah. Not as much as when he steals the car. Oh, oh P- yeah. The PJ Souls yeah. and her uh, son. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what? You don't like clowns? Aren't we fucking funny? <laughs> I'm going to come back here and if you don't tell me why you don't like hunts, I'm going to murder your whole fucking family. <laughs> yeah, it's such a dick. Oh. Uh, anyway. Pure class. <laughs> so now we get introdu- introduced to uh, Priscilla Barnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess she's the most famous of the of the four. Oh, there's the fifth, which is... Um, oh, he's the stand-up comedian. I've actually met him in oh, real um, life. Brian Posehn. Oh, Brian, Brian Posehn. Yeah, I've met Lou him. Temple and uh, Jeffrey Lewis are like a traveling... Uh, Banjo. Band, Banjo and Sullivan. Yeah. Banjo and Sullivan. Um, it's also right around that time we also meet um, uh, Ken Foray's character, Charlie, the uh, oh, pimp. Oh, yep. Yeah. Like, That's right. Manages like a brothel. That's right. And Captain Spaulding calls him. Well, he'll call him in a second and say that they're on their way there. But uh, regardless, we meet Banjo and Sullivan. They're this traveling musician act. And uh, Baby seduces Banjo. Yeah. Her, yeah, or Sullivan. I don't know. I think it's, it's banjo. banjo, and uh, she gets. Oh no, it's Sullivan. Ah, whatever. Regardless, Otis and her basically overpower him. 
go back to the room and they detain everybody yeah, yeah. Uh, at point blank range. And uh, Brian Posehn comes in and they shoot him. Yeah. Yep. And they're just like, what the fuck? Yep. And uh, Otis takes the guys and he's like, you're coming with me. We got to go yeah. run an errand. It's really tense and, and uh, really uh, nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Um, Otis takes the guys out to the desert and... I believe this is some of Bill Mosley's best work. Yeah. Yeah. I well, would say before that, there's a really uncomfortable scene where between Bill Mosley yeah. and, and Priscilla, Priscilla Barnes. Barnes, where he like, yeah, has her take off her clothes. And I remember reading an interview with Bill Mosley and he talked about how like before they shot that scene, he like pulled up with Rob Zombie and was like, I'm really uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to do this. And Rob Zombie was kind of like, hey, and he kind of talked to like, hey, this is art like this, this you know. And he's kind of psyched him up, and he's like, "All right." And then he kind of snapped back into it. He's like, "All right, let's mm-hmm. let's." let's I was this. just surprised Priscilla Barnes didn't have three nipples, because <laughs> she's the three nippled psychic in Mallrats. <laughs> but anyway, she ends up taking it off and chewing it. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, to that point, that scene, Priscilla Barnes does fucking she awesome. She does great. Yeah. Um. Bill Mosley, like I said, like I'll go on to. Uh, she carried that. I'll scene. blow him as great as great as he was in that scene. She carried. She the carries scene. that. She carried scene. the scene. Yeah, and she does wonderful. But then jumping back, like uh, yeah, to he's taking the boys out, and he kind of tells him like, I mean, before that, he's like, hey, I I could still smell your wife's pussy stink on the barrel of my yeah. gun. Oh. I hope it doesn't rust the barrel. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> like, such a oh. dick. My wife and I were watching this, and I was just like, what a oh. dick. It's awesome. He's so awesome. Yeah. Like you fucking. That scene is awesome because like the guys even ask like, "Hey, what are we what are we doing?" And he's like, "Ah, you know what? I may as well tell you. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. kill you. <laughs> yeah, I buried some guns there. We're gonna dig them up, and then after that, uh, yeah, that's the end of the line. Yeah. Yep. And then he, uh, he gets overpowered. Actually, yeah. they almost get him, yeah. but he gets out of it. And uh, and then he gives that quote that that fucking Charles Manson, well, yeah. Tex, uh, whatever his name yeah. is. Uh, whereas I'm the devil and I've come to do the devil's work mm-hmm. and he kills him. Yeah. Oh, and that part's like, that's a great scene too, because before he kills him, he's like, Hey, I want you to pray to your God. Yeah. And like, I want him, I want to rain fire down upon me, like, and stop me. I'll, he's like, I want lightning to strike me dead. And the guy starts praying, starts praying. and then he's like, Oh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel the Holy Spirit running through me. <laughs> then he stands I over repent. Then he stands over him. I'm the devil and I've come to do the devil's work. And then he proceeds to cut off. Uh, Either banjo or Sullivan's face. They die. They basically die. Cuts off banjo's face. Because again, like I said, he's really likes cutting people's faces Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Um, Cuts off uh, his face, and then the next time you see him is back in the hotel room when he bursts in, and uh, he's got the face on, and and uh, the girl sees that she's he's wearing her boyfriend's face. Yeah. Um, But before that, baby has her moments with Priscilla Barnes and the other girl. And uh, <laughs> she gets kind of overpowered. Yep. But, uh, and she ends up killing them. Well, yeah, killing Priscilla Barnes. Barnes gets the gun, but doesn't realize the gun's not even loaded. No, and she's pr- like, That's and not baby even just throws a knife in her heart and yeah. kills her. And then the one girl comes out, Sid Haig, then shows up. Yep. And he captures the girl. And then uh, Bill Mosley puts, the, puts the, her boyfriend's face on oh. her. And they kind of hang her up. They leave her alive, but they like hang on a towel rack or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. And then the maid comes in 
and finds the yeah. whole mess. And they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. The maid comes in and finds the whole mess. And then the girl like gets off the towel rack and she like runs out into the middle of the road and Yeah. And for, <laughs> for some reason doesn't take the mask off. Like when your first instant be like, I need to get my boyfriend's face off my face. Yeah, well, she's hysterical. Yeah. yeah, she's fucking crazy right yeah, now. She, gets, she saw all of her friends and family killed. Yeah. And she gets yeah, she gets killed real good. Her entrails are spilled all over the road. They're like yeah. shoveling them up. Yeah. Yeah. Um William Forsyth comes and uh, he determines that, you know, obviously the the three that he's looking for, Baby Otis and, and uh, Captain Spaulding, are the ones who have caused all this. And he's going to get some help from external sources. Mm-hmm. So he calls on some uh, bounty hunters played by Danny Trejo and Diamond Dallas Page. Yep. Um, the Gruesome Twosome, what do they call themselves? They call themselves something like the gruesome oh, twosome. Um, the or, unholy two. Oh, unholy oh the two. unholy two. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna find. Which is kind of a cool nod because isn't there an old movie called The Unholy Three? Maybe I think so. Um, this is when Captain Spaulding calls um, Ken Foray's character. Mm-hmm. He's like, "We're coming down." He's like, "No, I don't want you to come <laughs> here. Don't come, come here. down here." And he calls him his brother. Yeah. Now I don't know if they're. Brothers? I don't see a physical resemblance. Uh, maybe like kind of an adoptive. It's thing. kind of implied. Yeah. yeah, I just think they're good friends. Maybe stepbrothers. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. But we also get they a go scene. way back. Yeah, we also get a scene between uh, Bill Mosley, Sherry Moon Zombie, and Sid Haig in the <laughs> in the the van, uh-huh. <laughs> where they're actually being kind of sweet. You know, yeah. it's kind of like this moment where they're not psychopathic. Uh, necrophiliac yeah. fucking One thing yeah. that unites killers. the whole world is ice cream. Yep. Yeah. And she just wants some tutti fucking fruity. Yeah, and they're like, tutti fucking fruity. And Otis is like, have it, not having it. He's like, nah, we got to keep going. And they're like, I want some ice cream. Yeah. I want yeah. Some, yeah, Otis like, or uh, yeah. Captain Spelling's like, I want some tutti fucking fruity. Yep. And so they end up getting their ice cream. But they go to this uh, brothel and uh, Ken Foray's character comes out, greets them. He goes full Lando Calrissian, though. Yeah. He does. He greets him kind of in a kind of confrontational manner, but yeah. it was just a joke. It was just a squirt gun, not a real <laughs> shotgun. Yeah. Um, also in this movie is, um, what's her name? Oh, E.G. Daly. E.G. Daly. Uh, more famous from Pee-wee's. And Rugrats, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's yeah. Big Adventure, yeah. And she talks voices in the Rugrats. And I believe she talks bubbles in uh, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, anyway, they're just hanging out partying. With these people, they're like doing drugs and yeah, fucking cocaine, having sex. It's very montage it's, it's almost like a music video. It is very montage So sometimes, you know, he has to resort to that. Yep. So. Um, Danny Trejo and Diamond Dallas Page find out where they are. William yeah. Forsyth says, keep them there or thank you or whatever. And he's like, they're going to plan something. Well, William Forsyth. Well, see, yeah, he blackmails him basically. William Forsyth meets up with Ken Foray after, <laughs> after the whole chicken the fucker chicken. scene. <laughs> <laughs> who's that actor the bald guy oh michael barry michael barry yeah, yeah 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 who's like the freaky looking guy from the hills have <laughs> eyes yeah he's in it and yeah, the- they go to buy some chickens because uh captain spaulding you know makes great fried chicken and uh, they're picking him out and he's like the, the guy that's selling him he's like you ain't gonna fuck these chickens are you and he's like what and ken for he's like do i look like i fuck chickens he goes well not you but your friend but over your here, friend he <laughs> looks like he might be a chicken i know the scene was like supposed to be gross but i was i got really hungry for fried chicken <laughs> oh yeah kind of <laughs> it's pretty funny he's like like you think i would do that he's like well he's like you cut a head off a chicken and so you stick your, <laughs> stick your dick up that, his ass that, that chicken just starts and gyrating. then ken for he's like you think ah. Uh, We'll cut the head off a chicken and stick my stick dick, my in, dick it in it. Well, it goes ah, and ah, fuck ah. it. <laughs> well, it goes ah. ah, ah. 
<laughs> and the guy who's selling the chicken has a big cold sore. Oh, on yeah, his so lip. gross. Oh. So anyway, gross. William Forsyth stops him right after that, and he's like telling Charlie uh, Kemphore, he's like, "You keep Spalding and Otis and Baby there because I want them and I want them alive. And if you don't, I'm gonna fuck you up." Mm-hmm. Yep. And Charlie's like, "I got to do what I got to do." So he keeps them there. Yeah. And again, montage Lando Calrissian. Yeah. 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 He ripped off uh, Empire Strikes Back in this movie. Yep. Um, but uh, again, montage uh, and then the, the Unholy Two come and they uh, kill all the prostitutes. Yep. And they capture Baby. They capture Otis. Otis. And then William Forsyth comes and he captures Captain Spaulding. He shoots just him smoking in, a and joint. And he shoots him in the gut. Yeah. Uh, the Unholy Two leave them under William Forsythe's custody, yeah. and he takes them back to they, the they house. They go back to the house, yeah, and he, that's, he that's right. tortures them. And that's where yeah. he tortures them. He nails Otis's hands to the thing. And then he show, starts showing them all the pictures yeah. of their of victims. The victims. And then he and, staples them. To and them. Otis is like, yeah, I remember her. That one's mine. That one's mine. He staples. And then uh, the next one, Captain Spaulding's like, oh, that one was mine. And Baby's like, no, that one was mine. Yeah. Because they're like basically Kinda covering for each other. Covering for each other, but they're like, we're sadistics. Yeah. Fucks. So, and he beats the shit out of him, tortures him for a long time until finally he's going to light him on fire. He lets baby go. Yep. Because he's going to fuck with her a special way. Mm-hmm. But uh, he tortures. We should also back up. He also killed Mother Firefly earlier in the movie. Yeah. He yeah. stabs her in She's the belly. Dead. She's dead. <laughs> okay. Moving <laughs> yeah, on. Not on. played by Karen Black, this movie. Yeah. Um, Leslie Easterbrook. Yeah. Who does a great job. Yeah. Baby escapes. She's running through like the horse pens or whatever. The other two guys are burning up, burning up in the house. William Forsyth is chasing after her. Tiny comes along. No, Charlie comes along. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, you hide here. I'm going to go save the other guys. He tries guys. to save the day. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> but he dies. But he yeah. dies. <laughs> yeah. Not Lando one, one Calrissian. Little, one little difference. But he does like have a moment of redemption. Like He does. He okay, redeems I'm sorry himself. I screwed you. I had to do what I had to do, but now I'm gonna now I'm here to save you. Yeah. Because William Forsyth fucked him anyway. He killed yeah. all of his prostitutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, business. And uh Otis and Spaulding Cutter is what they call him yep. instead of Captain Spaulding Cutter. They're they, still trapped in the house. But they get uh oh uh, yeah. They don't get out yet because um Tiny comes along. Tiny comes along and he saves uh he kills William Forsyth by it like crushing his, his head, yeah. breaking his neck, and baby's like, hey, um, they're in the house. So Tiny goes in the house and rescues them, comes out, and they're like, Thank you, Tiny, we'll be back for you. And then Tiny goes into the house and the house like blows up. The three get in a convertible. Yep. And they start riding away. Little Freebird. Yep. Freebird plays. Probably the best use of Freebird, I think, in a movie. Yeah. That song is so like overplayed, but it's a really good use of that. And uh, they come across uh, the cops. Police barricade. Police barricade. Yeah. And they proceed to get shot. All up. guns blazing. Yeah. And-, and that seems cool because as they're driving, I mean, the whole, like almost the whole song of Freebird plays, but like yeah. you get cool shots of like them driving like in pain and exhausted, but intercut with like scenes of them smiling and, and when having Freebird, fun. And when Freebird starts like, Really rocking yeah, out. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. That's song. when the they that's pull when out they their guns and they're yeah. like, "All right, let's do it." Yep, and they start. Shooting. Yeah, it's a good use of a song. Yep, in a blaze of glory. Yep, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yep. So, so it implies that they die almost. Yeah. Well, they get shot. You see him get shot several times, and and they, even when it fades to black, you still hear gunshots. Yeah. Yep. So David, we'll start with you. 
I really like this movie. Um, so I have an interesting kind of relationship with all three of these movies. So I said I saw the first one before it came out, like in a screening. This one, Devil's Rejects, I saw when I was uh, a writer for ZombieKeeper.com. Um, so I got assigned to go see this movie like opening night and write a review for it. I liked it then. I like it now. Um, I gave this movie four. I think all of the... The, I feel like everything is a little bit better. It, it's less choppy. It feels like a more cohesive story. Um, Bill Mosley's fantastic in this movie. Uh, Sid Haig has a bigger role, and he does great. Ken Foray is awesome. All of the peripheral peripheral car- characters are all pretty good. You know, it's pretty violent. Um, good soundtrack. Um, you know, just lots of like '70s songs and stuff throughout the movie. Um, there's some stuff I don't like. There's a scene involving a film critic that is one of the dumbest scenes. It's just very I don't even know why they very did that. throwaway. Like that should have been on the cutting room floor. There's just yeah. a couple things that don't work. Um, but we do find that all the names come from Groucho Marx movies, yeah, yeah. Marx Brothers movies, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But then they get in that argument about like about Elvis, Elvis Presley, yeah. and like it's so stupid. But um, where I think this movie improves upon the first one is the first one. I said that there isn't like a protagonist that you're really rooting for. This one does the same thing, but it puts a cool spin on it that like you don't really know who to root for, and you f- you find yourself rooting for the bad guys, which I think is neat because the the bad guys are the good guys, but they're still the bad guys. The good guy becomes a bad guy, mm. so I, I like that dynamic. Um, but yeah, overall, I think this is an improvement on the first one. I think it's Rob Zombie's best movie. I gave it four. I also really like this movie. I don't necessarily think it's better than House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, there's elements of it that I think are better, but there's elements that I think are lacking. I think they're equal. I'm going to give it three and a half. Um, I think uh, Bill Mosley does good. What'd you give House real quick? Three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, Bill Mosley did good. Uh, Sid Haig did good. Sid Haig's got a bigger role in this one, uh, but for not really that much bigger i mean he's in more he's of the leader of sorts yeah. he is but otis has the best scenes and the sure. best lines and yeah. more of the stuff that happens like when he takes the guys out to the I desert i think they, yeah. they each had their moments yeah um like you said ken foray did awesome william forsyth did good uh you got danny trejo and diamond dallas page yep. um leslie easterbrook brook mm-hmm. i think she did great as mother firefly yeah um i don't know karen black wanted more money Yep. And they were like, fuck you. Um, but uh, I think that. And the first time I saw this movie, the Leslie Easterbrook character actually really bothered me. And yeah. now that enough time has passed, like, I, I don't no. mind her at all. Like, I love when the, she went she's off. She's way over the top. And I think that's kind of the point of her character. It, very much so. Um, so, yeah, three and a half for me. It wasn't a horror film, but it's three and a half. Yeah. Uh, did you guys pick up on the theme? I don't know if Rob Zombie, I don't know if it was his intention, but uh, it was done pretty well. Uh, Dave, you kind of touched up the on The whole it. Empire Strikes Back thing? No. <laughs> no. Uh, the blurred lines between oh, good sure. and evil. Yep. That's, yeah, and that's what was uh, the number one and thing. And do the ends justify the means and things like well, that? Well, it's like what we said about Natural Born Killers too uh, and True Romance. You know, those movies where they're like on the run from the law, but it's like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Yeah. My only issue, though, is I didn't know who to root for. So you had the hero. Well, supposedly the hero. You had the the sheriff. But he goes kind of crazy and he goes, yep. he, he, he gets kind of bad. Um, So it's kind of like bad guys on bad guys. Um, I didn't really have any 
investment in any of the characters, but I thought the characters were entertaining. So it's one of those rare examples where I found a lot of the dialogue to be entertaining. Um, but I, I couldn't find myself rooting for the bad guy like in other movies because I, I thought as great as the scenes were, uh, as far as filmmaking goes, I wasn't crazy about the rape scenes or the, uh, well, there's some stuff that's very hard to watch in this movie. It's very hard to watch and any movie, I don't care what the character is. If they're committing a rape, I'm not going to root for them. I don't care how funny they are or how entertaining the dialogue is. And I do find the dialogue entertaining, but ultimately I'm not rooting for them. I'm just watching them. Yeah. So uh, aside from that, I give it a four. I think it's better than House. And I thought House was good. I gave it a three, but I give this a four. It's Rob Zombie's most mature film, I think. And yeah. I and I would say it's his best original film. Um, I'm a fan of period pieces, and I think they did a great job uh, placing it in the uh, late 70s. There weren't too many uh, negatives on my side other than, uh, you know, some of the religious stuff. Like, he does that in every movie and gets kind of tired and kind of old. But um, And as far as a neutral point, I didn't really know who to root for. Um, and I thought the roles were very blurred. But, you know, that's going back to the theme. That's the theme. The well, I think that also says something to the skill of the movie, too, is you have these people who have done horrible, despicable things, yeah. and yet you're still conflicted. Yep. I didn't find myself conflicted. I, I wasn't rooting for them. It, you know, the movie tried to give a human side to them. It's yeah. like, okay, they're committing a rape, and then now they're eating ice cream. And, <laughs> you know, I, I was watching it as a viewer mm -hmm. and as a film. I thought it was a great film, but I'm not rooting for anybody in yeah. this film. Yep. So that's just me. But the dialogue's fantastic. Yeah. So that's a 3.83 overall. Yep. That's a pretty good one. Um, so I just want to touch base on this, and we're kind of running short on time. I don't want to delve too deep into the weeds on this movie. It did just come out. It only played for three days. Uh, it's going to play for a fourth day Yeah. Uh, in uh, October. Yeah, and it'll be out on Blu-ray in October as well. Yeah, so... We won't go over the plot, really. No, we're not going like to go over the plot really mu uh, too much. Uh, the movie is Three from Hell. It is the third part of the Firefly trilogy, and it uh, involves Otis and Baby and uh, Captain Spaulding. Um, they obviously survive... And this is not too much of a spoiler because obviously they wouldn't make a movie. I don't like the word obviously because they should not have survived that. <laughs> well, I mean, just mean obviously they wouldn't have made a movie yeah, that yeah, takes place yeah. after Devil's Rejects. It's not a prequel. Yeah. It's a sequel um, if they wouldn't have survived. So we know that they survived because they're in the movie. Um, there's, I don't want to... Would, I, I, we can give our thoughts. Yeah, I'll give my thoughts in the movie um, without spoiling anything. Um, but I would like to hear other people's thoughts on this also. So I, I, I'm going to start first because I think I'm different than you guys, just based on what you just said, um, how you thought that Devil's Rejects was your favorite film of Rob Zombies. This is my favorite film of Rob Zombies. Wow. I found myself enthralled in this movie. I was captivated in almost every scene. I didn't want it to end. It was one of those movies where I was like, I could watch this for at least another hour. Um, it's not a perfect film. I want to get back to what we're talking about, Sherry Moon Zombie. I think the character of Baby, maybe her acting has gotten better, but she did... She's fantastic in this movie. By far the best acting I've ever seen her do. And she is 
to use your words, fantastic in this film. She does such a great job. Long gone are the days of Chinese, Japanese, look at these. I mean, that was ridiculous mm-hmm. in Devil's Rejects. She was some sort of ridiculous in House of a Thousand Corpses. In this one, she was a fucking lunatic. Yeah. And she plays the lunatic to the T um, when she's in jail and with the D Wallace stuff. Um, the, the All the prison stuff is, is great. I thought... Um, Obviously, um, Bill Mosley did great. I thought uh, uh, Richard Brake. Mm-hmm. Is, is that his name? Richard? Yeah, Richard Brake. Richard Brake yep. was a good addition to this film. Um, you know, this isn't going to spoil anything, but Sid Haig is older now. He can't do as much as he used to do. So the Richard Brake character is really a good supplemental character. Yeah. Um, a substitute character for the Sid Haig character um, and takes care of that role. There was some great imagery there was a great kind of butch cassidy and the sundance kid type uh stuff that happens at the end um i i just really liked it um it was kind of like two movies in one there was a prison movie and then there was this like western like like i said butch cassidy and the sundance kid like mexico fucking shootout movie and um i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four it's not too far much above what I gave the other ones, but I like this one the best out of the three. Dave, what do you think? Um, I really like this movie as well. Um, there were things that... I I agree. I think Sherry Moon... I feel like in the first one, Sid Haig steals the show, even though he's got a, a minor role. I feel like the second one is really Otis's movie, and I feel like this one is really Baby's movie. Her character is awesome to watch her evolution. Like... And I think you could criticize the movie and say, like, when she's in prison, she's kind of loony and weird. And then all of a sudden, when she's out of prison, she's not nearly as loony. So I was like, was that an act? Was it not an act? I think it was an act. Yep. Um, either way, she's convincing. As, well, and Dee Wallace even calls her out on it. She's yeah. like, it's an act. Yeah. And she does a really good job with it. Um, Bill Mosley, again, is fantastic. I agree. Richard Brake was a great addition. Um the only the issues that I had with this movie is I felt like they didn't really have a whole lot to work with. Like, what were they doing? Like, what was the like? I felt like what was the point? Devils <laughs> had a very specific plot. Like, they are on the run. They're trying to get away. I felt like this one they escaped from prison. Now what? Like, they're just kind of hiding out. I felt like it was a little bit more of the same. Like, I didn't feel like it was a next chapter. It. I, I just felt like the the story left something to be desired, but I thought the execution was really good. I liked um, all the intercut, you know, uh, TV clips and the court stuff and the prison break. Like, there were a lot of things I think worked really well. What about the stuff in Mexico? I enjoyed that. I actually liked the, what's his name, Pancho, um, the little guy. Mm -hmm. He was Uh, awesome. He was a great addition. He was one of my favorite characters in the movie. There's some genuinely touching scenes kind of between him And and Baby that I thought played really well. Yeah. Um. There are a couple things, and actually just to backtrack a little bit, one criticism I have of Devil's Rejects is I hate like in the uh, the video like footage where they're like, and they will forever be known as the Devil's Rejects. I just thought that was stupid. Yeah. Um, and they kind of do the same thing in this one. There's a couple things where like- Three of the three. Yeah. And we're like, or like the, the doctors have placed the odds of survival at a million to one. Yeah. You don't need to say that. Just say like, hey, yeah. they're all in bad shape and uh, you know they're probably somehow not going to make survived. it now. Somehow they survive. So I think there's kind of a couple of clunky- like yeah, just script issues. It's not a perfect film. It is not. <laughs> but overall, I did really enjoy it. Um, I will buy it. I look forward to watching it again. Me too. Um, I definitely feel like I need to watch it again to really get a fully formed opinion on it. Um, but I'm going to give it a three. 
I enjoyed it. I kind of put it on par with the first one. I still think the second one is the best of the three. This is the worst of the three. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Your opinion. There's, there's, first of all, there's no hero. So everything's just kind of pointless. Um, Again, it's all anti-hero. There's no hero in the first one. Well, you know, anti-heroes, they don't, they don't go as far as committing a fucking rape. I mean, anti-heroes are something. You keep like going that. back to that. I mean, like I understand that that's your point, but they commit murder and but, all but this they, other but kind of stuff do, too. But they're doing things that make me despise them. So why am I cheering for them? I mean, I you know I. I'm sorry, but they're they're villains to me. Well, they're, they're totally villains, but they're also charismatic villains, and yeah. that's kind of what makes them interesting. And I think the point is not like saying, "Hey, these are good guys." Oh yeah, they rape people, they kill people. Uh, we got to root for them anyway. I think the point is like all of them are assholes. Uh, if you're talking about Devil's Rejects, everybody on there is an asshole. Even like the right. Banjo and Sullivan guy, he's like going to cheat on his sure. wife. No, and, sure. And, but, uh, and, but at the same time, and not to spoil, I'm not. Like when Sherry Moon Zombie grabs the bow and arrow, are you like, oh fuck yeah? Like, yeah, you're, that was you're, cool. You're no. gonna do something but awesome. I, with but that. but yeah. going back to that, even the D Wallace character is a is an asshole. She's a bad guy, even though yeah. she's a good guy. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie in all of these films, it's like the good guys. The good guys are often corrupt. Are often the bad guys. Even in Halloween, his remake I, of Halloween. Yeah. But let me get to my. There's point. no good guy. Let me get to my point though. Sometimes us as moviegoers, we some of us go to a movie. And we invest ourselves in the characters. There was no one for me to invest in. I know you guys are taking issue because you know there's funny scenes and that sort of thing. And that's, you know, I get it. But, <laughs> that's not why. But well, I think the characters, even though they're not good guys, they're still interesting. I'm not saying yes, they're not interesting. I'm not. I've never said that they're not interesting. There's funny scenes and that sort of thing. But okay. I'm not invested in the characters. Yeah, no, I get, I get you. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't much of a story. Dave, you touched up on that. They got out of prison. They killed whatever good guys that there were. They, and they weren't, did, even, and good, not, they weren't and even good guys. And not to cut you off, but like, would you agree there was an opportunity missed where they could have shown in more detail how exactly how they got out? Like, they took it to a certain point. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, I wish they had just shown, like, Bill Mosley, we get some video footage. Right. And we kind of fill in the blanks of how it's, he got it's away. It's very weak. And then the Sherry Moon part, like, we get all the lead up to it. But meanwhile, she's in a police station. There's all these cops outside. Somehow she gets back like with by wearing a prison guard costume, right? I guess. So, and, but and they didn't recognize her face. She's she's great in this movie, but it, it's almost it's almost to the point of like it distracts away from the other two guys. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I'll take Sid Haig over Richard Brake. Like, oh, for, I, for, I think it was a step down as far for as sure, but as far as the three main characters. Yeah, but it, it, you to, know the story though. Why? To be fair, yeah. Do you know the story behind that, Alan? So, like, they were three weeks away from yeah. shooting the film. And no, I know, yeah, I know, I know all yeah. that. He's ill. I get it. No, I get it. Yeah. They had no choice. Rob yeah. Zombie was like, "Oh fuck, I'm." Screwed. I either got to scrap the movie or I got to make it. Yeah. yeah. So he had no choice. I'm not knocking against that, but yeah. I'm just saying. The, I'm talking about finished product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I get what you're saying because, like, now you got this new character, and you're like, "Well, I don't know what to make of this guy. He's brand new." So. They get out of they get out of prison, there and the and you know the villains are pretty much so powerful they kill off whatever good guys there are and, and they weren't even good guys I get it it's blurred lines once again, so no one's really coming after them they go to Mexico they party and it's you're just kind of waiting for something to happen, so then you got the son of Trejo. Danny I said, Trejo's, did you like the Black Satans? That was cool. I thought you might like. Yeah, that, that was great. But again, it's like and they're luchador masks, and he's and and you know the guy's a villain himself. Yeah. So it's kind of like villain versus villain, and I'm okay with that. 
Well, that was kind of my point too, and I think you and I are in agreement on this one. Like, there wasn't a, like a Wydell type character. Like, no, the Danny wasn't. Troy character, and even the Wydell like, character. I, I didn't went really crazy. care about that guy. Uh, I thought it was cool. Like his son, you know. Ultimately, there's a big conflict at the end, and you know, we'll see what happens. But um, I give it a two. I think it's the worst of the three. I think House had a way better impact. Uh, and then Devil's Rejects took it to the next level. This is, it's it's almost like the same story as Devil's Rejects, but not as but not very as good. Similar. I, it's I, very. No, like, I agree with you one hundred percent. If he had ended it at Devil's Rejects with that shootout, and then kind of leave it up to your imagination or whatever, I thought that would have been great. Much like what John Carpenter does, he leaves mm, it to your imagination. Yeah. Instead, he had to bring them all back to life. And he has to, you know, he takes Sid Haig out because he's ill. Yep. And then this is what we get. I didn't think it was as great as Devil's Rejects. I think Devil's Rejects of the three is the best. Yeah, oh, I agree. I mean, I will say I will say this to Alan's point. He didn't need to make a third film. He didn't. He really didn't. Well, and I think for a, a, the long, a, for a very long period of time, he didn't want to make a third didn't one. You, and then he got thinking about it. And he's like, ah, I really like these well, characters. Go, I want to do more. When the third Unfortunately, you got to go back to the well sometimes. Mm -hmm. But didn't you see... Uh, 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 Bill Mosley and Sid Haig at a conf uh, conference one time and somebody, I don't know if it was you or somebody asked him about another uh, Devil's Rejects yeah. sequel and he was like, nah, we're dead. We're dead. <laughs> yeah. Ain't gonna happen, kid. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and, and I want to touch up on something else real quick. I saw this in the theater. It was a part of a double feature with Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah. You got the double feature. Uh, Brett and, and I just got the poster. So thing. watching them back to back. That would be kind of cool. It, it you know it was cool but it was like man this should have been so much better but mm. it wasn't it was worse than the first one and i thought the first one was the second best one mm. but i i also thought it was kind of fucked up like some of the people laughing at certain scenes like that were fucked up i was like wow it's like all right you know teach their own i guess <laughs> yeah. well i'm going to i'm going to agree to disagree with you guys on this one um alan i'm going to disagree with you on the on the anti-hero type thing i understand your point of view i get it i don't agree with it they're I well think they're not that, they're, they're not the traditional anti-hero maybe they still are but they're not the traditional it's something from left field true enough i think when when we watched it in the theater we were laughing along to certain instances um you know when when baby picks up the the bow and arrow you're like fuck that's some you know that's cool. gonna happen yeah, it was cool. and you're rooting you're kind of rooting for these characters when Otis and see, that's where we're different. And, I was, I wasn't rooting for any of them. Yeah. I Actually, was as a matter of fact, I was I rooting was, for Trejo's son. Yeah. See, I wasn't, I, I, I've been, but I've been rooting for these characters just like I said in house of a thousand corpses yeah. and I watched them all in the same day. I yeah. didn't do the double feature that you got, but I watched all these movies in a row, mm -hmm. like once I finished devil's rejects is when I got in the car and headed up to the, <laughs> yeah. to the movie theater that's to awesome. meet up with David. So, and I think it's interesting that devil's rejects from 2005 had a lot of the rape scenes and things like that. And this one was 2019. And a lot of it was missing. It was toned down. There were still, very there were still down. a couple of things that, uh, I thought were like, Oh wow. Like, uh, Bill yeah. Mosley uses a homophobic slur at one point. And I was like, Oh, yeah. all right. All right. But compared but to again, devil's rejects, it was very, it was very oh, toned yeah. down. But again, it's also a period piece. This movie takes place in yeah. 1988. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying like when I, when I, I heard it, I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like, it didn't necessarily bother yeah, me. Yeah, no, but um, these are characters that people love. We see them, we see these two actors, Sid Haig and Bill Mosley, at every convention. And so 
we love them for being these bad guys, these quote unquote bad guys. And so you're rooting for them as bad guys, just like people root for Jason and Freddy Krueger or Freddy Krueger yeah. or Michael Myers. You're like, fuck, they're going to kill somebody because it's not that we're psychopaths. No, um, but I don't like, think anybody's insinuating right. when, like, that. When Michael but, Myers curb stomps that guy in the new uh, Halloween. You're like, yeah, yes. it's just for me when it, <laughs> yeah. when it, when it gets to the subject of rape, but who did they, I'm trying to think of who did they rape in devil's rejects? Banjo's wife. You know, f- I watched this movie last night and I was like, I don't think, I think she was going to, I think she was going down, but no, I, I, they, I, no, they, no, it, it happened. They did. Right. They didn't show it, but that's what he was doing. Her head was down there. Yeah, well, but, yeah he, but I but think that, before I mean, she he, even did anything, he's like, ha I'm just messing he, with you. Get I mean, me. like, granted, that's rape. His I mean, pants, that's, his pants were down. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. pants yeah, were yeah, down. That's, that's gross. No, no, because rape is rape, right? Rape Whether is rape. it's through the mouth or, or through the vagina. It doesn't fucking matter. No, it's yeah. Forced. I was just trying to understand what you were referencing. That's what you were referencing? The Yeah, the fucking blowjob and the force and the fucking gun and the fucking vagina. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it's a yeah. fucking movie, all no, right? I Calm get it. No, day. no, I get it, but I'm not rooting for them. That's, I'm not that's rooting for point. them in but that. But you're saying people love them and people root them, and I get it. And look, the dialogue's great and everything like that, but I'm watching it as a viewer and I'm observing. I'm not rooting for them. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Just I, because somebody likes a character doesn't mean they're for rape is all I'm going to say. Nobody said that, Brett. Nobody I'm said not that. saying you said that, Alan. I'm saying is what you said is what you said. I'm going to say to everybody else out there, if you don't want to listen, don't listen. If you like a character in a movie that that does bad things, it doesn't mean you're for the bad things. Whether it be murder, whether it be fucking I get what you're swatting saying. a fly, whether it be rape. I'm not saying I condone any of those things. What I'm saying is, is the character is enjoyable. You don't have to be like, Oh, I'm anti-rape. So anything that no, happens, I, I'm not going I, I to enjoy you, this I character. You're it's like when you're watching Inglorious Bastards and the the character of the Jew Hunter, where you're like, this guy's fucking despicable and gross, but like, but he, you still, but he's an interesting character. You still want to see Christoph Waltz. Like then, you love that character. I, I love yeah. how you took it back. You said you still want to root, and then you took it back and said you still want to see Christoph Waltz. Well, but you still there's, root. There's a difference. But I, but I think then. Oh, you but, fuck. But then, oh, fine. On. You still want to root for that character. But going to full circle, like, but you also want to see the comeuppance. Is there that, was is, no. Is that where you're at? There was no comeuppance okay. for those victims. There was no retribution. There yeah. was no satisfaction. There was nothing. Yeah. We're just watching serial killers on the run, and there's nothing. There's no climax. There's no. Yeah, now I got you. So you know. Uh, do you like the movie Natural Born Killers? To be honest with you, I've never seen it. Okay, well then I can't talk to you about that. But <laughs> there's no comeuppance for those people either. Yeah. Mickey and Mallory get away, right? I haven't seen the movie. I own it. I haven't seen it for Mickey and Mallory get away. I think they do. They do. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, then I can't really talk to you about it. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but that's that. I mean, I think, uh, you know, despite the fact uh, that you like, you like the first two though, you like house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects. Yeah, they're great. But you know, story wise, you know, it's it's his theme. That's the blurred lines between good and evil. I mean, but I think that's the point. It is the point, but I'm not going to root for them. That's my point. I'm not going to love them. I'm not going to root for them. They're enter, you know, there's entertaining dialogue, but ultimately, I'm just watching bad guys just getting away every time, surviving every time, and they didn't need to make three from hell because it's just more of that same old shit. And it's just like, they didn't need to do this film. They could have ended it at Devil's Rejects on a really high note mm-hmm. where they die. 
and I gave it a fucking four and it's a great film. And then they do three from hell. And it's just like more on the run bullshit. And they're, they have so much power that where's, where's the other, where's the antagonist? Yeah. yeah. Where there, there is none. Mm-hmm. So you're just watching them partying and they, there's a shootout and they kill more people and then they kill this guy and they kill that guy. And it's just like, okay, it's like, what, why do, where's the value? Okay. Funny dialogue. Okay. I get it. Oh, that's funny. That's badass. We get to see characters from previous movies that maybe we liked. Um, but what's the point? What's the point Yeah, is my point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I don't begrudge you your opinion. I just think it's a better made film. Um, I think it's the best made of the three. And again, I think the acting in this one is uh, superior uh, to the other ones, especially from Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh, so all that being said, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, if you have an opinion on Rob zombie, uh, and you'd like to contact us. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are on Twitter, so follow us there. We're the swear wolves. Um, we're also on Facebook and we're the swear wolves there as well. Um, we're active on Instagram where we're the swear wolves podcast. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel where we do things um, that don't necessarily fit the audio format of this show, so uh, products and things like that. Reviews, so unboxings. A little more visual type stuff. Um, find us on YouTube, where we're the Swearwolves. Um, you can go to our website, swearwolves.com, drop a comment there, or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. For the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Run, rabbit, run! <laughs> <laughs>